It can't be that bad, oh, 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 it can't be that bad. It is New Year's Eve. Happy New Year's Eve. By the time this drops, it will be New Year's Eve baddies. You guys must be prepping. You guys must be pre-gaming. I mean, you're probably staying at home and hopefully not spreading the virus. Yes, please don't spread the virus because it's it's already spreading like wildfire. This time, 365 days ago, we were at a party. We were. I was passing a bottle of champagne around. Mm-hmm. Imagine. How crazy is that? Imagine if the virus had existed at that party. It did. Just not at that party. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, I'm at so that sorry. party. Let me let you finish. Sometimes I get excited. Let's say you had the COVID. Ooh. Put it on the on the on the mouth of that champagne bottle, and then passed it around. We would have all had it, and then just been done with it, huh? Yep. So you're welcome. I have some friends that think that they had it and didn't. Yeah, just didn't know it. They think they had it in January. They're like really sick. Um, and so they think that they just got it over with. Nah, they don't know. They should get the antibody test then. Yeah, get the antibody test. Get tested. Uh, get for th- everything. Um, yeah. Uh, for your driver's license. Because if you are a fully grown human and you don't know how to drive yet, well, what are you doing? And if you're an American, get a license for a gun. Learn how to shoot. Yeah. You should know what to do. Know your rights. You don't have to own one, but you should know what to do with one. Yes, because the world is a dangerous place. And you got to defend yourself at all times. That's why I always carry around this fucking gat in my pocket. You want to see it? That's an actual cat. Whoa. Gato. That's com- El gato. That's comedy, baby. Oh. We are the host. Uh, well, no, that's not how we start. How do we start, Christian? We, I usually say. What do we say? Welcome. 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 To another episode of ICBTB Podcast, also known as It Can't Be That Bad Podcast. Yes, this will be the last episode of this year. And this will be the first episode of my year. Oh, your year starts before everyone else's year starts? My year starts December 31st. 2021 starts for you on December 31st? Yep. Now, what gives you... That right, dude. You don't own time. Excuse you don't me. own the calendar. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Am I you, pushing buttons? Do you no, own the calendar? I'm abiding so by then, the rules. So then why are, you, why are you defending something that's an ethereal thing? I'm just curious. Who said I'm defending? I'm just you. You're looking, prying. Look at, you're sweating. I'm oily. I'm an oily brown man. Let me tell you something. Tell me. When I decide the year's new is when I decide that the year's new. For me, okay. for me I arise anew. Every morning. Every morning? Yes, sir. New new morning, new you? New morning, new me. Really? That's like how try, you feel? I like to try and reinvent myself to create a higher form of my being daily. And every day I strive just a little bit closer to perfection. And how's that going for you? Oh, well, I'm almost there. Oh, you're almost perfect? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. I see. Every single morning when I wake up, I have to push my morning wood down. Mm-hmm. And then because blood's flowing for 80% of slumber, but I still feel like the same old Christian. Is that why? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize there was like a real reason why people get morning wood. Yeah. I mean, like you don't always have to get morning wood because you're turned on. It's just kind of like, I guess, a a side thing. But happy new year. Happy. Do you say happy new year? Happy new years. Happy new year. Because I'm not, I don't care about the other ones. Just I'm only talking about I'm living in the moment. Living in the moment. And in the moment, baddies, 
Let's have a good time. Let let let's put a boa on this year. A boa? A, a boa constrictor on this year. Wow, that went crazy. I was As thinking like one of those feather necklaces, but then you turned it oh, into like a snake. No, I'm talking about a live snake, bro. 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 Ham. Uh, uh, this is what you guys wanted. Nah. Oh, how's old Lang Syne go? How's that uh, song go? Um, it goes like this. Oh, oh say can you see <laughs> by the dawn's early light oh, man. what so, so proudly we hailed. At the twilight's last gleaming. No copyright Who's issue on that, huh? And and we're going the whole way. Through the perilous fight, through the ramparts we watched, we're so gallantly streaming. For the land of, of the free, and the home of, of the brave. Watched a movie called <laughs> Airheads. Now, if this intro is completely nonsensical, it's because it was on purpose, baddies. It's because this movie is called Airheads. And we are a couple of Airheads. Air That's right. You like Airheads the Candy, bro? I love Airheads the Candy, bro. Mm, same. Same. Same, same? I love my different. What's your favorite flavor? Uh, the mystery one. Ooh. In the silver package. Recently, I learned that mystery flavor. What? Is when they're changing the machine over to a next flavor, when it's in like the cross in between the two. Interesting. That's where they get the mystery flavor from. So they're just basically using the extra stuff that would otherwise just be thrown away. They're, well, I think it's like they're cleaning out the system a little bit. They're not adding food color, so they're trying to just like use the sugar to suck out the flavoring. Okay. It's really good. Whatever it is, it's really good. You ever been to the Jelly Belly Factory? Um, no. Really? I was almost a tour guide there. <laughs> really? Yeah, but I realized that that's not the... The path of life that Let's I'd like to choose. Go. Can I, you imagine? Do you think it's open? No, maybe. Oh man, I don't know. I want to go so bad. What's your favorite Jelly Belly flavor? Mm, I'm gonna go with cherry. Very cherry. Yes, I like very cherry and lemon lime. Do you can, do you fuck with the Hogwarts, the the Harry Potter? No, sir. I did ones? a couple of times, and I made a couple of big mistakes with those. Mm -hmm. It's a fun, it's a fun thing to do, but like one and done for me. Uh, never got to do it again. Yeah, I don't need to eat two vomit-flavored jelly beans. Yeah, disgusting. Get out of town. But I will eat a hundred lemon-lime jelly beans. Just, what? Really? A hundred? Fat-free, baby. Uh, Fat-free, but, you know, a lot of sugar. They're only sugar. It's the, Yeah, that's all you need. But we're talking about a movie. Yes. Because this is a movie podcast. Movie podcast. If you're still listening. Then you, uh, we are, we're, we're mailing a trophy to you. It's in the mail. Check the box. Mm-hmm. Right now. Go. We'll wait. Hey, are you back? I'm sorry, but uh, it, so it sounds like I just got off the phone with the mail general postmaster. Yeah. They lost the package. Sorry. It's the holidays. It's the holidays. Should have done Amazon. We should have. Anyways, um, we watched a movie called Airheads, and if it pleases the court. Yeah, the court's been waiting, actually. Oh, is it? Uh, are they upset? Uh, they're probably upset, but it's okay. <laughs> Ooh, look at those dance moves. My name is Alejandro, and I got a report. Bort, everybody got a sword. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> All right, that was so dope. I almost choked on my saliva. Hey, cheers to you, buddy. 
if you're not watching this on YouTube, go over to YouTube because our physical. And I, I don't know. I, I'm a, I'm I'm as sober as a kite, and I'm as clear. Really, I don't know. Didn't sound like it. I sound I fucked up, and you I do. sound like I'm. You sound kind of drunk. I sound fobber. Fobber than usual, and um, I sound drunker than usual. Then shut the fuck up and let me do the nitty gritty. Do it. Do it. Airheads. <laughs> Airheads is rated PG-13 and was released in the year 1994. It has a runtime of 1 hour 32 minutes or 92 minutes for Melissa. It has a rating of 6.1 out of 10 on IMDb, a 23% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 46% in Metacritic, and a 100% in the Middleton household. Because me and my brother fucking love this film. This movie's rock star. You've never seen this film before. I have never seen this. But Christian... There are other people who have. Yes. And some of them took to Google to rate their feelings. Oh, those guys. Google Would, users are their names. I'm I think sure. so. Would you like to guess what percentage of those Google users approved of this film? 94%. The correct answer is 89%. Well, oh, the people that made it 89% that gave it the thumbs down to go down low, fuck you. This, this movie's fantastic, dude. Um, it's, it's 100% fantastic. And here's a 200%. Synapses coming at you. Right at you. Three aspiring rock musicians, Chaz, Pip, and Rex, are determined to have their band's demo tape played on the air. Out of desperation, they sneak into a Los Angeles radio station. But when the manager, Milo, meets them with hostility, they resort to threatening him with realistic-looking water pistols. Soon, the situation escalates... And the non-too-bright rockers get in over their heads. Beautiful. Now, I want to just say that this movie is exactly everything that we want when reviewing something for ICBTB. It's got every famous person you can think of, but in 1994. And not that well-known, you had said, right? No. In fact, um, let's say the the three rockers, Mm -hmm. Pip, um, Rex, and Chaz, are played by... Brendan Fraser, Adam Slamberg, and Steve Buscemi. Yes. So three heavy hitters, dude. And this is also, fun fact, number one. What? Adam Sandler and Steve Buscemi's first film together. Because after this, they came out with the slurry of films together. Slurry. Well, after this was probably The Wedding Singer, Uh, is my guess. Well, I I believe this film came out in 94. Wedding Singer's 98, maybe? Yes. So his next film was, I think, Billy Madison. Holy shit, and Buscemi is in there, okay. Is Buscemi in Billy Madison? I'm assuming. I don't know if he is. I'd have to be fact-checked on that. Fact-check it, bro. Yes, that's why we need a fact-checker up in here. Uh, Also in this film, not to be outdone, though, is Joe Montagna. Montagna? Montagna. 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 I always think of Montego, like the cheese. Mm. Uh, Also starring in this film, Chris Farley. Yes, the incredible Chris Farley. Uh, We have cameos from... Not one, but two Ghostbusters. That's right. Harold Ramis. Yep. And Ernie Hudson. Yes. Uh, we also have a, a, a David Arquette. As the best surfer stoner in the movie. Who works at, at the radio station in the world. I think that's the greatest. And then also, uh, we have a couple rock star, like Lemmy's in this film, and mm-hmm. then um, a group called Battle... Um, cow battle galactic cowboys galactic cowboys okay but also um i would like to throw a special shout out to who to the parking lot why did you recognize the building 
across the street from the radio station. No. That was the Nakayoma Plaza from Die Hard. Wow, really? So they shot there too? Incredible. Shout out to the parking lot. Shout out to the parking lot. Thank you lot. for opening up your space for these incredible movies to be shot. Also, Grandma's Boy Alan Covert's in this film. For a split second. He plays a cop. That's He's my Chris favorite. Chris Farley. Chris Farley's opposite, yes. No. His Chris, partner, right? No. Chris Farley pulls up with Ernie Hudson. Mm. But we'll get to it. We'll get to it. This film had a budget, Christian, of $11.2 million. $15 million is what I think it made. I think it lost money. I'm sorry. I'm going to retract. I'm going to take that answer back, and I'm going to say $5 million. It lost money. But probably received more with a cult following. This movie and its box office recoup mate. Let's hear it. $5.8 million. I'm pretty accurate. Bada bing, bada boom. Yeah, baby. Bada ching. I'm usually really off. You say bada ching? You can't say that anymore, Why dude. Why not? Come on. You say it. I could say it. Can you see me? I could say bada ching. <laughs> wow. Wow. Let's get this going, baby. Yeah. Um, also, Kramer's in this film. Yes. Michael and we Richards. say Kramer, not Michael Richards, because it's Kramer with a mustache. That's it. He It's Kramer, a few years later, decided to it's grow like, facial hair. Did you ever see that episode where Kramer goes to LA and becomes a radio executive? Well, this is that episode. This is that episode. Mm-hmm. Because he is just uh, just as spazzy, just as physical and overreactive in Seinfeld in this movie as well. So it's it's a fun ride. So we take it from the top. Brendan Frage is a uh, out-of-luck rock star. Yes. No job. Down on his luck. Well, he doesn't. his job is being a rock star, Christian. That's right. No conventional job, I'm sorry. No nine-to-five job, yeah, let's say that. Yeah, don't be a dick about I'm it. I'm not going to be a dick. As a guy who has uh, his own podcast with someone else that's just as passionate, we get the grind. Yeah, but you have a real job. A very well-paying, highfalutin, white-collar. Why are, you, why are you throwing me out there like that? Why, why, what is this? Is this an attack or like a... No, these are compliments. Are you, I, why, are you taking it, why are you taking it like an attack? Because you're making me feel like an asshole for criticizing... I'm not even criticizing Brendan Fraser. He's living his dream, living his best life. His, don't victimize yourself. Myself? Yes. I, um, <laughs> I really like the fact that he rides his motorcycle mm-hmm. and has like costumes. In the, like, saddlebags. He's ready for disguises, dude. So he, like, has this disguise that he uses to sneak into this record deal, this record place, mm-hmm. and just grabs anybody in a suit and is like, hey, can I give you, can I show you my demo? Hey, are you an executive producer here? Or, like, are you an executive uh, worker here? He it just, like, Jud- shoves the demo. and He grabs Judd Nelson. Mm-hmm. Judd Nelson of many a fame. Christian, why don't you name three films that Judd Nelson's in? Um, you just told me a few, and I completely forgot all of them. The Breakfast Club. Boom. Uh, name the other two. I'm freaking out. You put me on the spot. Name the other two. He's in, he's in a lot. He was in Boondock Saints. That's what it was. He's in Hail Caesar. Uh, wait, what? That was a, Hail Caesar, the new one? The TV show. No, 94. Uh, the Breakfast Club, of course. St. Elmo's Fire. Oh. He was in a 1980s Transformers movie. There was a 1980s Transformers movie? I think movie? it was a cartoon. Okay, so he was a voice actor. He's in A Few Good Men. Um... Uh, Sinatra Jr., The Day the Earth Stopped. I mean, what else do you want? What Nothing. Else do you I'm want? not asking for much more. Who else is there? 
We got a bunch of cameos. Anyways, Judd Nelson is working at the station. He tells Brendan Fraser to fuck off. And Brendan Fraser is left dejected, but he goes home to his apartment with his girlfriend, Kayla. Yes. And Kayla, my favorite part about this interaction that they have is when he, she's mad at him, his response to it is like, hey, you didn't even ask how like my day went. Yep. And he's like, I was at a record company all day. And then like immediately she's like, oh my God, you were? She's like, back back in it back she into falls it back in love with him because like he's following his dream he's that kind of like go-getter kind of a guy and he doesn't lie to her no so it's right? a little manipulative though the way in terms of his delivery so obviously he was rejected at this record it. company right he's literally thrown out but here are the things he didn't lie about so with confidence he tells her oh i was just at so-and-so studios pitching my demo and I was talking to an executive employee over there. He was. And he says, I got, just got to get my stuff solicited and bang, he's got me. Yeah. It sounds very professional. It sounds like he's in going in the right direction. Sure. So his girlfriend, being hopeful and supportive, is like, okay, I'm not mad at you anymore. Like, let's do Let's Let me support Tell you. Tell me about it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she's disappointed only to find out that the guy didn't want to listen to his demo. Well, not just that he didn't want to listen, but like he got thrown out. It's not anything mm -hmm. at all like what he said. He was like, he said, "Oh, but security had to go and ruin the he's moment." Like if I would have, <laughs> yeah, he's like, if I would have gotten him to listen to it, then yeah, he totally would have been down for it. Mm -hmm. But oh man, so she kicks him out of the apartment, which is very sad um, because she like destroys all of his stuff. She's like throwing it out, all of his CDs. So he goes to his best friend Steve Buscemi, who's working. Yes, at a toy store. <laughs> at a toy store, which I think is like, I love the fact that like, yeah, they're rock stars, but also they have day jobs. Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. Steve Buscemi's got to pay the rent somehow. And like Pip is a pool cleaner who's like piping all the women. So now is Pip, is that his own pool company? Because he has his own merch. He has it, a hat that it says does like. say Pip's pool cleaning. Yes, exactly. And Pip, played by Adam Sandler, is the smoothest guy. He's not even trying. No, and I probably that's what it is. It's the fact that he's effortless. He's a nice guy, sensitive, soft-spoken. And he's always wearing cut-off shirts. And this is probably the most fit I've ever seen Adam Sandler. It's the youngest yeah. I've seen Adam Sandler in a long time. Mm -hmm. I read a review from this film, and they only knew Adam Sandler as the opera man from Saturday Night Live. Oh, yeah, that's so, right. So like, that's how recent or early in his career in 94 was. This must have been a big deal to him. It's definitely I, I one of his first leads. You know what I mean? He's definitely like one of the main guys. I will say that seeing him in this film, he is already trying harder than he has in his past 12 films minus Uncut Gems. I think he, tr mm, he okay, tries in those. He didn't but try like, Hubie Halloween. He has a different kind of try. This mm -hmm. one is like a character before he became the Adam Sandler character. Yeah. Right? So this is when he was still trying to, like, figure out. Because, like, think about how easily this could have been. They're like, hur, 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 hur. like, it was almost good there. Good impression. Thank That's you. pretty good. It was almost there for Adam Sandler. But, like, he was still figuring it out. Like, you know when you go back and watch old wrestling footage of, like, The Rock, his first wrestling match, and you're like, oh, man, he's so, like, young and naive. Or, like, John Cena's first wrestling match. You're like, they don't even have their character yet. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how it is watching Adam Sandler in the film because you're like, he doesn't even know what he's about to become. We were only one year old, one years old, when this came out, 1994. August 5th, 1994. That guy was young. He was younger than we are right now, I'm sure. Oh, uh, don't... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, did that... I'm sorry. Did that uh, hurt you a little bit? Yes. We're young still, dude. We're Thanks. still young. I'm young. And you're, you're still kicking. 
But if Adam Sandler got any younger than he was in this film, then he'd probably be a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna let you sit in that one. <laughs> oh man, oh, I feel stupid. Um, so he moves in with Steve Buscemi and Adam Sandler, and because Steve Buscemi works at a toy store, he has access to some discontinued toys. Yeah. Um, one of which are these realistic looking Mac 10 and Uzis. Yeah. That that he fills with hot, hot sauce, sauce, with pepper sauce, because he's prepared to go up to an executive that is not really happy with them and shoot them in the eyes. <laughs> That's such guys. an anarchy, like punk rock thing to be like, yeah, I got a water gun full of hot, hot sauce. sauce. Like, <laughs> Would it even work? That sounds terrible. Yeah, that would totally work. That's essentially what pepper spray is. Yeah, that right? is. It's capsaicins. Mm. And now all toy guns are required to have the orange tips. That's sure. probably why those were discontinued in the movie. No <sighs> orange tips. They look no too tips. realistic. I uh, loved the fact that this was so early in the 90s that people still like smoked indoors and like it was still okay for people to like have like drinks and stuff. You know, It was very common to have a drink early on to just this smoke is, everywhere. This is the most 80s, 90s movie, if that makes any sense. That's watching it, their style, the way they go about things. It seemed like this could have been shot in the 80s. Uh, yeah, I feel like when this movie was written, and I don't know, I'm just talking on my ass right now. I feel like when this movie was written, it was written in like 88. Mm -hmm. And then like it got shopped around, and when they finally got like the leads and everything that like was finally put together, 93, 94. Because the, the, the fashion... The rock, the music. Yeah, the big puffy hair and the ripped jeans. It's definitely an 80s hairband. Yeah, because the 90s... Once the 90s came around, that was more of like the turquoise and like the big suits. light. Yeah, the big suits with the shoulder pads and whatnot. But this is this seemed very 80s. I loved it. I would have been down to live in this era. Well, you did. You know what I mean. You know, like in the 80s, let's say. You know what I mean. Tell me. Tell you, tell you about what? Would you be so willing to get our podcast picked up that you would break into a radio station or a podcast station station with a toy gun? Break into Joe Rogan's studio compound in Nashville or in is he live in Nashville? He's or in Austin? Austin now. In Austin, break into Joe Rogan's compound. Yeah, force him to have us as guests. Have an Uzi full of hot sauce. That's how you. That's how you remake this film. Honestly. Think about it. Shit. If Joe, we gotta Rog cut this part out of the podcast. This so is a secret, so nobody steals our movie. Yeah. Okay, imagine Joe Rogan having us on as guests, and the context is transparent. Joe Rogan says, "Hey, I have two guys here with guns, and we're just like, we're sitting there like this." Mm -hmm. All right, Joe, ask Interview us a us. question. Ask tell, us if we've done DMT, Joe. Uh, hey, tell me about elk meat, Joe. Is it gaming? Look it up, Jamie. Yeah, Jamie, come Jamie. on. Here, have the doctor test me for COVID because you could afford him. Come on. Now, can you kick me? Millions of views. Millions of dollars into our pockets. We could make this a successful movie. And then Airheads 2. Airheads 2 has nothing to do with <laughs> Brendan Fraser, Adam Sandler, or Steve Buscemi. It's, it's our life as podcasters breaking into Joe Rogan's studio. It's just kind of loosely based on the Airheads. What are our demands? So you know how in this movie they have the workers at the, yeah, yeah. Uh, the station. We want a Spotify deal. For sure, a Spotify deal. We want deal. a $100 million Spotify deal. Mm -hmm. um, I want... I want... A real Elvis Presley cape. Yeah. Um, nice. <laughs> thank you. What do you want? Um, Remember, I we have to ask for crazy things so that when we plead insanity later, You're right, you're us. right. I want a boot full of chili. <laughs> you said that so fast and so ready to go. 
want a boot full of chili. <laughs> I want an Asian Elvis impersonator. <laughs> Wearing the real Elvis cape. Yeah, but I don't want him to be good at all. So when he does, let's say... Korean blue, Elvis. I know Korean exactly, Elvis. Yeah. When he does Blue Christmas, I don't want it to sound like Elvis. I want it to sound like... Is that racist? Nope, that's how Korean Elvis sounds. That's how I think it would sound. Uh, I also want a full set of top-of-the-line Callaway golf clubs. Nice. Uh, and 14 golf balls. Okay. I want access to all digital cable channels. That's Cinemax. That's Skinemax. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Just a subscription for Cinemax. That's HBO After Dark. That's Playboy TV. That's, uh, I don't know if these are actually. Those existing. are actually all channels. <laughs> so, and you're acting like you don't know, but you know. You I want know. everything that the Vixen Network has to offer. These are That's a real thing too, right? I don't know. What is Vixen Network? I think it's like Playboy. I think it's a dirty channel network. I don't know enough. This is just where me did you talking hear, out Where did you see it from? For like movies and TV. Or you know, like when you're like surfing on Comcast and you see all these things that exist, you'll see like, what is this channel? And it says unavailable because we're not subscribed to the Vixen Network. It's okay. We don't need to go any further. You don't stop me sometimes when I go off on these rants. I know. But sometimes because I'm trying to teach you to stop yourself. I hate when you do that face. You do that face where you're like, you know I'm right. You see? No, fuck out of Pretty here, dude. Pretty good, huh? Pretty good. This movie or this episode started out so weird and it's still weird. <laughs> this week, it's a new year, bro. It's a full moon. Yeah. Is it? I don't know. Maybe when this episode comes out. All right. I'm going to look up into the sky after we're done recording. So they break into this radio station and they're holding them hostage with these fake guns. Yeah. I love... Uh, the the DJ's like quick coolness of like I'm gonna get this on air and like he slides a mic over to them yes slips it on and just starts interviewing the guys very Howard Stern like mm-hmm. he's like this is gold and it's it really, is good it is because people that radio manager sucks the fact that he didn't see the gold in it right away oh Michael McKean Michael McKean Michael Mc shout out Michael McKean he's uh, and, and also shout out Michael McKean the one we went to high school with oh yeah that's a girl. <laughs> She's a coast guard. Thank you for your service. Thank you for, ser for your service. Uh, but the actor Michael McKean <laughs> is in this film as well. Yes. Uh, if you don't know who Michael McKean is, you might recognize him from that one episode of Friends where he tries to sell fake chocolate. Mocklet. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing. It's a thing, dude. You can fact check me on that. <laughs> Watch this on YouTube because we're doing so much physicality stuff that you won't be getting on the audio platform. I just need something to be able to edit into a promo later, so I'm making sure we're doing nice physical comedy. For oh, later. you'll have a lot. You'll oh, have will a I? lot. So much big facial we're expressions. So physical in this audio medium. Alejandro, cheat out to the camera. My name's Alejandro, and this is my podcast. <laughs> um, I don't know what's going on. I love this movie though. How do you? I want to ask you something, and I need you. I need you to. Sober up for a second and get serious. I am sober. I just need to be a normal person for a second. Okay, then take a deep breath in. Hold it. Oh, wait up. I, I get insecure when I take deep breaths in the mic because I have asthma. <laughs> and sometimes I have like nose whistles. So let me push this mic away. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Exhale. All right. I feel better. Kayla or Susie? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about my ex-girlfriend. Um, no, I'm talking about the girl, the ex-girlfriend in this movie. Susie with two Zs, I think. Susie with two Zs Susie's or with two Zs. Really? Yeah, man. Why? She was loyal from the beginning. Kayla is a little too vo emotionally volatile. I like it. I like the pizzazz. Right? I like the fire. Okay, now you tell me. Kayla or Susie? Kayla. 
perfect. This is why we're best friends, dude. <laughs> we see two girls on the street. I say that one's mine, and you say that one's yours, wow. with consent, because we charm them and flirt with them. And also, if I was single, <laughs> <laughs> keep going. You've almost dug yourself out. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> this is so funny to me. Okay, I. I... <laughs> Look, guys, you got to watch this film. I don't want to spoil it because it is so fucking funny. It's like, great. It is. It is so great. So, so we're gonna talk about some of our favorite parts here, kind of in a non sequitur. I just want to do a special shout out to Adam Sandler's abs and Adam Sandler's like clothing. Yes. Period. He has some bigger arms. He has some lines on his torso. Um, yeah, he has, I like his head shaved. Yeah. His head shaved, his ears pierced with a hat is a good look. Rockstar Adam Sandler is dope. Mm-hmm. 17, 20 year old Adam Sandler. The first time we see Adam Sandler, he's in a crop top and I'm not an mad MIT at it. An MIT crop top. An MIT crop top. So rockstar. Could, could you pull off an, a crop top? No, man. I, my, I'm, could I? You probably can. You have a little more of a tighter bod than I do. Um, I'm a little I more. A tight bod. Yeah, yeah. You're Checking more, me out on YouTube, ladies. You're more of like a, let's say, a fudgesicle. I'm more of like what a soft fuck? serve. A fudgesicle. Its its form is held tight and is in place. A soft serve has the risk of spilling out of the cone. I get you. I'm like a piece of marble, and you're like a melted ice cream cone. You're making this no. What? Come on. Okay. Now now it seems a little more mean. Marble <laughs> is not even edible. Or it's not it's not ice cream. It can't melt. It will stay like that forever. Yeah. I wanted to use something similar. We're we're both edible. Okay. So I'm like fudge on a hot day, and you're like um, saliva. What? I don't like these. These all seem like slaps to the faces, and I don't quite understand them yet. Saliva. All right. Move. <laughs> let's move on with the movie. Um, when we first see Adam Sandler, he's also super stoked out about getting a um, an incredible crash dummy. Yes. You remember those toys? Mm-hmm. That was the first thing he uh, went to. Steve Buscemi's like, hey, I got you this. And he's like, oh, Incredible Crash Dummies. They're children. They uh, they are. They're brothers. Steve Buscemi and Adam Sandler are brothers in this film, and I love their brother dynamic. They're a little back and forth bicker. They bicker so much. Because it, Steve Buscemi's a, a little harsh. my brother. Really? Especially when me and my brother first like found this movie and like liked it. That was very, very much of us like, man, the scene that they have in the hallway where Steve Buscemi's like, you got to be tougher with these people. Yeah. And, and Adam Sandler's like, okay, everybody, please stand over there by the wall. Put your hands up. And he's like, no, you got to do it like this. He's like, get over there, you motherfuckers. I'll blow your fucking faces off. And he's like, oh, okay, uh, get over there. I'm serious. In that scene, Steve Buscemi being aggressive like that reminds me of Steve Buscemi in Reservoir Dogs. Yes. The fact that Steve Buscemi has that kind of versatility as an actor to play something as silly and nonsensical as this character in Airheads. Yeah. But simultaneously has the ability to play something as serious and grounded as Mr. Orange, Mr. Pink in Reservoir Dogs. It's astounding. Steve Buscemi, this is very early in his career. Yes. I don't know if Reservoir Dogs is his first film, but I know that's one of his earlier films. And so is this one, because he's not very well known uh, in the early 90s, mm-hmm. yet he was in so much. Yeah. He has uh, quite the repertoire. Because Reservoir Dogs came out 91? Two. two. Okay. And already, that has to get you some... I don't know how much reputation that would get you at the time, because that was Quentin's first movie. And... You know, he had a very polarizing effect on people. Mm-hmm. It was different. It, it had, he still uh, does. 
Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, sidebar, I just got my parents to watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And what they think? They uh, had a tough time understanding that it's a movie because they lived through the 60s and the Manson murders and had a tough time not I separating see. the movie from the fact. Really? So but they had a lot of questions. They, so, but then once they got to the point where it was so ridiculous that, of course, this isn't real, then my mom kind of liked the movie. Um, but my dad was already Did they understand from the get that this is a parallel universe where- No. Really? So they had all these questions. They're just questions. like, it looks just like how it was back in the day. We we remember those restaurants. We know those places. You're like, ma, watch the movie. And then I was like, uh, and then my mom was like, how come Sharon Tate's not pregnant yet? And I'm like, just just watch the film. Wow, really deep questions. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But then, I, you know, because you don't want to spoil it. No. Without, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it is such a great film. Yeah, it's good. Quentin Tarantino, my favorite director for sure. I'm worried his last one's uh, going to be um, a letdown because he could do so much. I want him to do a Bond film, and I want him to do a Star Trek movie. I want him to do like the things that they're not letting him do. I think he would do a great Bond film. It would be very different for like, sure. If we I let think it would be successful. a period piece Bond film. I want him to do a mafia movie. I would love to see him do a, a gangster film. Starring Steve Buscemi, I want him to use Steve Buscemi again because I don't think he's. You could say Reservoir Dogs a gangster film. It's a great gangster film, but it's not you know the mafia. it's not the East Coast mafia mobster Goodfellas type of feel. I want him to tackle films like Scorsese. You know who plays Fat Tony on The Simpsons? Joe Montagna. There we go. Mm-hmm. Bringing it back, baby. Yeah. Uh, thank you for showing me this movie. It's. I want you to tell me about you. You you have spoken to me before how there are no longer any more printed, newly printed hard copies of this film. Yes, this movie is out of print, and it's also very hard to find online. So, baddies, you're gonna have to do some digging if you do want to watch this or find your closest friend that would let you borrow their DVD. They used to show it on TV every once in a while, mm-hmm. uh, and I believe it was on Netflix at one time. So, what happened? How come they stopped printing it? Do you know why? You know, it's a 20th Century Fox film. I'm sure when Disney Disney now owns it. Um, so who knows what, what Disney's plans are, if they want to make... Reprint it and whatnot. Or if they just want to own the property. Who, who knows what their plans hey, are. Hey, it's a win for you. Since you do own a DVD, do you own a VHS? No. Okay. But if you do own, since you do own a DVD, that's only going up in value since they've stopped the printing. Honestly, if I ever meet Brendan Fraser, I would like for him to sign that. I would and Brendan Fraser. Uh, we've only done one Brendan Fraser movie prior to this. It was uh, Bedazzled. Night at the Museum. Oh, <laughs> he is not in Night at the Museum. I do want to do a Mummy movie uh, one of these days. I'm down. The uh, one with Tom Cruise was exactly. the worst one, though. Oh, I thought you were going to say that with, as a joke. Let's do that one, but <laughs> that's a fucking slog. We could never do that film. I watched a movie with my mother. We both walked out of that theater and we're like, that fucking. Sucks. At least you were smart enough to walk out of the theater. I fell asleep. Oh, yeah. Terrible. I sat through the entire thing. Um, <laughs> and then fell asleep during the credits. <laughs> um, uh, but, okay, Brendan Fraser's hair. Real or fake in this? Fake. Wiggy, 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 wiggy. That's, That's why, why he, he has a headband. Yep. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Steve Buscemi's hair. Real or fake? Fake. Adam Sandler's hair. Fake. Real. <laughs> yeah, they're... It, that's a pretty realistic bald cap that he has on. Um, Chris Farley, shout out my boy Chris Farr. Acting up a storm, doing the whole Chris Farley thing in this movie. He does the classic, you know, like the... <laughs> He's one of the only actors 
that I love when they overact. Yes. Every every movement, every reaction to someone simply calling his name is... Times 10. 1,000%. It is incredible. And I'm not mad. Him as a cop, though I could never believe. There's no way he could pass the physical. Hell yeah, he could. I see fat cops like that all the time, especially that in fat, L.A. Though? Because they need, to ha- they need to get bodies in LAPD. Mm-hmm. We need bodies, just like in New York and San Francisco. We just need bodies to be cops. Okay. It does not matter what you've done in the past. It does not matter what you look like or what you do or who you've killed. We just need bodies. I like how he ends up finding Kayla. His one job in the film is to find Kayla. He just like accidentally finds Kayla at the bar. Yeah, well, look at the only thing he has to refer to. Is... A picture of her, like, washing Brendan Fraser's motorcycle. Oh, that's what it is. In, like, a thong, something very risque, where you can't even really see her face. And they're like, she's probably wearing something black and she's blonde. And so she goes to the the Whiskey A Go-Go on on Sunset and is walking around. And every girl is blonde, wearing a black leather jacket. And, like, he's just like, He's like, great. He doesn't run into her until he finally just decides to chill at the bar, turns his head. He says, holy shit, you're Kayla. She's like, yeah, if uh, Chaz needs any bail money, tell him not to call me. And he's mm-hmm. like, uh, no, that's not it. That's not it. And then he gets into uh, a little tussle with the with two big guys that happen to be protective of Kayla at that hey, whiskey you know, bar. Rock stars. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he just rips that guy's nipple ring off. Would you ever rip someone's nipple ring off? Depends. What's the situation? That exact situation. It wasn't aggressive enough. He didn't punch me or hurt me quite yet. I don't think I was in that that's much of a sticky situation. That's how you stop fight from happening, though. No, or that's how you, you start a you fight over, from happening. No, no, no. You stop it because by being overly aggressive in the first step, now they know that they should step back because I mean, you have took such a big step forward. I guess so. What mm? that's proving. Stop. You're doing that face again. You're doing that face again. What that's proving is... You can't fight. The only people that should be scared of you are people with exposed nipple rings. And every single one of them should be. In that club, really? I'm coming after him. Mm. You got a nipple ring? I'm coming after you. Just big magnet. Just. Oh, oh, oh. Ooh. Ah. Terrible. Terrible. Why did you grab your face? Uh, I don't know. When I get un- I've been doing this thing where I do the Home Alone thing, where I, when I get uncomfortable, I... I hold both of my cheeks, and it's the least masculine that's, thing I, I can do. I was just going to say, that's the very, very feminine. I don't think it's feminine. I think it's childish. Because mm. girls don't even do this. Oh, maybe yes, they, they do. do. <laughs> as, soon as, you, as soon as you did it right there, you had like the shoulders in it too. We both are like, yeah, that's... that's. No wonder people think I'm gay sometimes. I think I have weak wrists. Weak? Uh, they're dainty. <laughs> they, I do this. I'm very expressive with my... You think they're no, dainty? No, you have thick... You have good-sized wrists, but the expressions you make with your hands and I th- are delicate. Graceful. I, on the other hand, have big hands and tiny wrists. Mm, they can snap off at any moment. That's what I'm worried about. Yeah, don't fling them too hard. These are, these are big right hands. Off. I just realized, you know, not to detract too much from this, but the other day I lent one of my coworkers my gloves, and she was like, holy shit, Alex, these are the biggest gloves I've ever worn in my life. And I was like, oh, are they really that big? And like, To fit her like a jacket? They had like two inches of overhang. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with long fingers, unless they're too long. No, I have a big palm that evens it out. Okay, yeah, as long as your palm, it would look weird if you had a tiny the, palm, palm and long fingers. My palm is the same length as my fingers. Yeah, that's you do have a long palm because my fingers are longer than my palm. Oh, so then I have a short palm. 
because uh, your fingers are longer than your palm. It's all about perspective, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know what to tell you at this point. Guys. Watch this movie. Yeah. It's Any chance right. you can get. Uh, ha- Happy New Year's Eve. You're probably too shwasted to really even be understanding what we're saying. Because I know I am. Um, are you shwasted right now? What's your New Year's resolution, buddy? Oh, I knew you were going to ask this, and I did not <laughs> mentally prepare at all. Snacking after midnight. Gotta stop. But it probably will happen. I stress I stress snack a lot. Let me ask you then. Let's work this out together then, okay. pal. Um, what if instead of setting a time to stop snacking, you set a time to not eat before? So, like, instead of saying, like, I'm going to stop eating at this time, instead say, I won't eat until this time. Flip it onto the other side of it. Mm, so, like, okay, it's 10 p.m. I'm going to eat my last meal. Mm-hmm. And then think, like, okay, so now I'm not going to eat again until 8 o'clock the next day. Mm-hmm. And then instead of thinking, like, okay, because at noon or at midnight, I can't eat anymore. Instead of thinking about it that way, you got to shift your mind. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's all about mindset. Or perspective. I, it, it is perspective, baby. Uh, I could... Go back to my previous method and just buy a crap ton of sparkling waters. La Croix. Or just bubblies. water. Just water. Water's boring, dude. Yeah, but water? I want fancy water. You're wasting your money and you're making yourself sick. This hydrates me. No, it makes you burp. Yeah, what's wrong with that? You can't be hydrated if you burp. Yeah, you can. Where's that coming from? My mouth. Yeah, dude. You're just, just spewing out shit. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> My New Year's resolution is to spend every day trying to get better. Wow, yours is very serious and very uh, <laughs> productive. Now I feel like an ass. I'm glad I went first. I always do that to you. I'm I sorry. feel like you should have gone first <laughs> so I could have been inspired to have like a better New Year's resolution. Come on, dude. We have to communicate better. <laughs> you realize this is recorded and I don't want to sound like a fool. It's not like we can't cut this out and go back. You're right. You want to try it again? Okay, ask ask me what my New Year's resolution is. Christian, what's your New Working Year's resolution? Working on myself. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to rate this film that we watched? Dude, a six out of five. Honestly, incredible acting for such a silly film. The they acting really is job. really good. I don't know why people didn't like this film. 94 is one of the greatest years of cinema history. Uh, in fact, I wanted to pull up a list of other films that came out in 94, and I think this is one of the reasons why... This film didn't get quite as much traction as as other movies did um, because it's let, let me just just let me let me tell you. Oh, did you did you have a stroke there? Um, so 1994, the most popular movies were The Little Rascals, Miracle on 34th Street, Legends of the Fall, um, born, uh, Natural Born Killers. There was Angels in the Outfield, Interview with a Vampire, Pulp Fiction. What are you laughing at? This is crazy. True How Lies, many great movies came out in one year? Dumb and Dumber, The Mask, Maverick, Speed, Black Beauty, the one about the horse. Yeah. The Crow, wow. A Clear and Present Danger, Stargate. It's just Ace Ventura. These are all just like... 94 had some of the best films in history. Uh, so that's probably why nobody saw this film. It doesn't... Yeah, it's not really telling of its quality. It's not saying that it did bad because it is bad. It's just there were so many good movies. I would say everybody in this movie did, did a better film 
within two years of this film. Oh, absolutely. But I, but this is already good. Like I said, this is. I give it a five out of five because I like to follow the rules. But yeah. Hey, you've given some movies six out of fives. Have I? Yeah. Check I'm pretty tape. sure you did like Power Rangers six out of five. This movie though really does deserve it because the acting is great. I I don't think it's cheesy. Uh, when it's over the top, it's purposefully over the top. Like Brendan Fraser is doing the Brendan Fraser thing and freaking out and yelling and being super wacky. He is he has his character figured out. Yes. Yeah. For sure. At that time, this was prime time for him, or just a little for bit sure. before. It was a couple years after Encino Man, which was his first film. Perfect. Uh, which we should totally do in Cino Man. I would love to do in Cino Man. Anything Brendan Fraser, because I feel like that man deserves way more credit than he's been given lately, um, because he's just in that DC TV series as uh, the robot. I forget what his name is. Yeah, I, I love all of his movies. Monkey Bone is another one. Him and Chris Kattan. Monkey Bone is funny. It's a crazy film. It didn't do well at nope. all. Nope. I have Very the VHS weird. for that. Do you really? Spooky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. Um, best person on Saddleboard. Ooh. It's... B. Frage? No. 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 Susie with two Zs? No, she did great, though. She played the the dumb, sexy, blonde part very well. Did you remember, just to uh, detract a little bit, when Michael McKean broke the news to the station saying, we're going to go through a reformation and we're going to have to get a new staff. Do you hear her whisper under her breath saying, damn, all those blowjobs meant nothing? No. You didn't hear that? Oh my, Susie said that. She like slumps down in her chair and she says all those blowjobs meant nothing. Meaning that they have a sexual history, which is probably why Michael McKean's character freaks out because she's on her, she's on his expensive couch when... Adam Sandler's getting some from Susie wow. with two Z's. Susie's with two Z's got two D's as well. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? They looked more about B cups. You think? No. Um, my best person on set award is Rich Wilkes. Who's that? He's the gentleman who wrote this film, but he also brought us the incredible franchise of Triple X. Oh, with Vin. This is the man who created the Triple X franchise and wrote the first movie. Crazy. These two films. Can you imagine his resume? Okay, you want something silly, wacky? You want like three comedic actors? We or, got airheads. Or do you want Triple X? Or do you want this big, buff, uh, bald guy to just fuck shit up? Yeah. Uh, my best person on set award, I'm going to give it to Steve Buscemi. Oh. Steve Buscemi simultaneously being wacky and grounded. Grounded. Th- yeah, wounded. Um, yeah, n- no further words. I rest my case. The judge abides. Um, any any last minute things you want to say before twenty twenty is over? Uh, just a little bit more about this movie. Another thing that I, my favorite aspect of this is that this is essentially a long mono scene. It takes place in one. Place. Oh, this could be a play. Yes, it's a play. It's it could this could be oh. a British movie. There, if there was a British reboot of this with all the miscommunication, this would be a funny play. It'd be fantastic. You like, could shoot this. Yeah, it'd be easy to make a set. Imagine uh, Kramer's character, Michael Richards, and his little vent aspect. Crawling around. Mm -hmm. I would like to rewrite this in modern days, make it about a podcast studio and, you know. Let's do it, dude. I think there's something. Okay. As we sign off, let's talk a a little bit more about our hypothetical break into Joe Rogan's studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The podcast Lone Rangers. Okay. So do we have a demo reel? 
We're trying to get him to listen to the podcast. I so mean, we're shoving our phones yeah. into his just, face. Just subscribe. Just subscribe. Yeah. Hey, just so. come on, Joe. Take your thick finger and hit that subscribe. It button. doesn't. It doesn't really matter because your phone is has plenty of gigabytes. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, Joe. You have. We're on Spotify too, Joe. Come on. Come on. And then the police come. I kept the, and then and then. And then who else? He has to have like a guest there that like we also take hostage. Don David Arquette. Oh, <laughs> it should be real David Arquette. Real David Arquette. Oh man, I, okay. Because this movie's gonna be made. David Arquette, just as weird now as he was in this film. I love so the little handheld Sega that they're playing. Good scene to I bring had up. One of those. Uh, that's a Neo. Is it called a Neo Gear or, or a Game Gear? I believe it was called a Game Gear. Mm, yes. Yes. Wow, because those were thick and those were cool. Had, My cousins we had, had that, and we I've had always Power wanted Rangers to play. Game. So cool. Um, David Arquette's playing it. <laughs> yeah, he's bouncing. He, he runs away. He escapes being kidnapped or held hostage, and then wants to come back. Yeah, and they're like, "Yeah, you shouldn't have left." They didn't <laughs> leave. Like, this is what you get for leaving. Watch I, Airheads, guys. Watch Airheads. It's cool that you never actually hear uh, their demo reel. You, until they, the very end. Until the very end. When we find out that not only are they in prison, but they also went triple platinum. Yes, because their album was l- called Live in Prison. Great idea. To play for prisoners. In- like Johnny Cash. Yep, exactly who I was going to bring up. Really? And The Temptations. The Temptations did that too when, they're, uh, when they just started up. Nice. So did Willie Nelson. It's a, it seems like a good thing. It seems like a pretty cool gig to get be in prison and just be entertained. Where else are they going to go? That's true. That's true. Ah, <sighs> Merry Christmas. Yes, Merry Christmas, baddies. Danke schön. Uh, danke schön. Happy Fourth of July. Um, happy President's Day. Shalom. Uh, Mazel Tov. Hooray! Woo! Happy New Year's, guys. Shall we count down? Ten. Nine. Eight. Wait, yeah. Last year we did, we did, we told them to line it up. I don't think anyone did, but hopefully someone did. So line this up, guys. We're going to start now. So we'll give you 15 seconds. Yes. Uh, so, so 14 seconds now. Uh, I'll tell you when we get to the, we're about to get to the 10, 10 9, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Oh, well. yeah,